The brilliant horizon is expansive and breathtaking. We take a moment to pause and reflect on the future ahead of us. We see it's filled with infinite possibilities. It does require us to take the first step of faith to move forward. The journey calls to an irresistible drawing of desire deep in your soul, beckoning you ever forward. We're filled with hope and possibility. You must deeply engage in your faith to propel you into inspired action. Come engage with Jennifer Duza and Karen Smith as they lead, encourage, and inspire you through life's pivotal choices. We will focus on leadership, mindset, business, entrepreneurship, faith, abundance, and building your dreams. Jennifer and Karen's personal stories will make you think, laugh, be inspired, deepen your faith, and help you fulfill your own God-given callings. The world needs your gifts and talents. They lie ahead on your brilliant horizon. Welcome to today's episode. Hello, Brilliant Horizons listeners. Welcome to episode 17. Karen, can you believe we're already at 17? Wow. It's amazing, isn't it? It's just been such a fun ride and we appreciate all of our great listeners and we are looking forward to many more episodes to come. We sure are. Today's episode, we're going to focus on multiple sources of income, or you'll hear us also refer to it as MSIs. These are super important. If this is your first time hearing this concept today, you're going to learn some really key points about why you should have multiple sources of income and how to start going about that. If maybe you're a person who's already started working on some multiple sources of income, I hope this gives you some clarity, maybe where you can improve where you're doing your own MSIs, or sometimes how you just have to hang in there and let them work. And Karen will explain to us what are MSIs and why do we need them? One of the keys to building wealth, as many wealthy people engage in, is they have different places that they receive money from. This can sometimes be a main source of income that comes from a job or a business that they own, or it can be a rental property that they have, or it's something like a book that they've written direct sales or network marketing, but it's anywhere where you receive money for other things that you've done, whether it be goods or services that you have provided. And basically it helps diversify where you receive your income from so that you don't have literally that old saying, don't put all your eggs in one basket. The other thing is the general rule in the world right now is that 3% of the people control most of the wealth and people People always say, well, how is that possible? It's possible through multiple sources of income. Most people only get one source of income and that's their job. There's nothing wrong with that if that's where you're at, but what it does is it puts you in an extremely risky situation. We don't think of it that way. We tend to be raised with saying, oh, well, let's go to, to high school and graduate and then maybe go to college or a trade school. Or, and then we hear the words, oh, then you'll go get a good paying job you'll get your benefits there, you'll get your 401k, all these things. And so we go and we're good citizens and we go get a good paying job. And we should be working and we should be producing value. But what we don't realize is then we literally put all of our eggs in one basket. And whether you're working 10 hours a week, or I think about my corporate days when I worked anywhere from 40 to 80 hours a week, you, you have all of your energy into this one source who has ever been through a job layoff or a job disappearing, or many people, even in this past year, due to the pandemic, 
had jobs that they never thought would go away and disappeared overnight. And they may or may not have had another source of income. And so that's the main reason why you want to have other sources of income. I'll give you a brief example in my own life. So when I decided to finally leave corporate America, the division that I was working for was closing. I did not want to go to the new area that they had opened up for me if I wanted it. Part of the reason I was able to exit corporate America in the way that I did was that I had another source of income. It wasn't huge, but it was enough to put food on the table and gas in the tank, pay part of the mortgage. That was really nice to know that I had that along with some savings and a little bit of severance from that job. So while I started my own business, I at least knew I had some things that were covered. And so this is an important piece with why you should have a multiple sources of income. And that's such a great point. As we went into this pandemic and started thinking about transition, I got to I get a shift here. I got a shift into a new space of working. Having that multiple sources of income for some people is how they survive. It really is. Sometimes you may be sitting there thinking, my goodness, I work 60 hours a week. And when I am done with working, I am exhausted and I just want to go and relax and play. I get it. Jennifer gets it. We've all been there. There's nothing wrong with that. Even if as you listen today, that it just gets you thinking about areas where you could potentially add a second source of income, you will be able to maybe start coming up with some ideas. And I also think that you need to have a really strong why between behind what creates your demand for a multiple sources of income or MSI. And the reason I'm saying this is when I have coaching clients who are simply trying to get out of debt, maybe they've got credit cards and they've got student loans and they've got car payments. And it just seems like overwhelming to them to think about years and years of paying off that debt. Well, one of the ways that they can increase the speed at which they pay off the debt is to find another source of income. And that might be stocking grocery shelves or delivering pizzas on the weekend. That second source of income, we put all of that money towards paying down their debt, which accelerates things very quickly. Now that's what we would call a active source of income because you have to actively engage in delivering the pizzas in order to be paid. There are a couple of different types of MSIs that you want to keep in mind. One is passive income and one is active income. So I want to give you just the brief definition of these two. So you know what, when we use the words passive and active, you know what we're talking about. You just heard me mention on active would be something like like delivering pizzas. It's something that would need your physical or mental engagement to make that happen each and every time. So if you had say a second job or a third job, a passive source of income would be something like writing a book. And so that at first would be an active income, but then as people continue to purchase the book in the future, maybe six months or a year or two or three years later, that is a considered a passive income. If you are part of a direct sales or a network marketing company, company. Parts of that earning is considered a passive income and some is considered active. So like in a direct sales, your personal monthly sales would be considered an active source of income. And the sales that your team has would be considered a passive income. Passive income is really something you set up once and then it has a residual effect. So investing in things like stocks and bonds, it would be considered more of a passive type income. With real estate, the active part of it would be purchasing it. The passive piece would be receiving, say, rent payments for it, rental income. You really should think about what's your why behind your need for an MSI, because that's going to really dictate what direction you take. 
If you do not have any kind of wealth coaching or finance coaching in your life and you feel like, gosh, how can I get ahead in this busy world? How can I make my money make more wealth for me? I really encourage you to reach out to Karen. She is a fantastic wealth coach. She's a master finance coach with Dave Ramsey, and she teaches others like I have never seen before how to build wealth with multiple sources of income. And she is just a great resource for you guys to tap into. I enjoy hearing her talk about this particular subject because it seems like Every time I hear her talk about it, there is something new that pops in that I'm like, oh, I can do that or I can make this tweak. So really, if you do not have a financial coach, reach out to Karen because she really can change your life and bring abundant wealth to you or help you to find out how you can build abundant wealth for yourself. Oh, thanks for that, Jennifer. It's definitely been just a great gift that God has given me to steward in the in this lifetime. And it's a lot of fun. <laughs> Appreciate that. You talked a little bit about what is passive and what is active. Let's talk a little bit about time versus money and multiplying your time. You touched on that a little bit with the passive versus active, but dive into that a little bit more for us. Honestly, guys, if there's one takeaway you have from this particular episode, I want you to hear what this is. You can never make more time, but you can always make more money. Most of us actually feel like the reverse of this is true in our life. For those of you maybe who are at a job or even as an entrepreneur, maybe you don't know or realize that you can actually make a lot more money than you're actually making, but no one has the ability to make more time. And time is actually what most people want. I listen to people all the time where they're saying, oh, I want to leave corporate America because I want to do this, or I can't wait to retire till I do this. Or I, uh, when people are on their deathbeds, they never say they wish they had more money. They always say they wish they had more time. Time belongs to God. Money is just simply an activity that we engage in and receiving money in exchange for that. And so when you take time to look at your life and where your wealth building is at, you have to stop trading your time for money. When we go to jobs at employers, that is exactly what we're doing. Now, that's not a criticism in any way. Just it's an awareness for you guys. I did the same thing. I was in corporate America for 21 years and I gave them my time in exchange for money. It was a benefit to both of us. But then when it became unbalanced and I needed to give my time and my money back to myself, I became an entrepreneur. That doesn't mean you have to go become an entrepreneur. You have to look at what you're giving your time for. It's the same thing whenever you hear someone offer like indirect sales, like I'm with a direct sales company. And when I talk to new recruits, I'll say to them, well, how much time do you want to put into actually earning money and growing a business? And if they tell me one hour a week, then I let them know you're going to receive about this return for that one hour. If you put in 10 hours or 20 hours, it's going to look very different. Really, really take some time and just have some awareness around what are you spending your time on. In a previous episode, we talked about how wealthy people have a daily habit of not watching very much TV. And if you want to gain some time back to work on MSIs, your TV watching habit will end up having to go out the door except for specific times. Really be aware of what you are trading your precious commodity of time for when it comes to money. I'm glad you said that, Karen, because when we are talking about this, there are some steps that you can take to create MSIs. Tell us what your five steps are to create 
create MSIs? Yeah, these are five pretty easy steps. I like that they're short and sweet here. And these are ones that as I went through my coach training with the Proctor Gallagher Institute, that what we learned as well, full transparency here. These are things that I learned through PGI and they've served me well. And I want to share them with you. The first one is to what we call create a mind map. Now, for those of you who just said, what is a mind map? You know, Jennifer and I are the definition dorks. So I'm going to tell you what that is and you'll be able to do this fairly simply. Take out a piece of paper and then write in the center of it, what you actually do. Or if you're a business, what is the main product or primary service that you offer? And then you just draw a circle around that. So maybe you are a farmer or you are a nurse or you are a business owner who provides some kind of product. You're going to put that in the very center and draw a circle around it. Step number two, you are going to let your imagination run free. What are all the things that you know how to do or you do in your current job or your business? For example, if you're a farmer, maybe you are currently raising corn and soybeans, but what are other things you could do? You could, and this is where don't let the practical get in the way of your imagination. Go back to being a kid and thinking, everything is possible. So maybe right now you're raising corn and soybeans and you decide you want to plant a pumpkin patch. Maybe you've never raised pumpkins, but you're going to go for it. Or for example, if you're a nurse and you've always only worked at a hospital or a private doctor's office, think about all of the places that actually need a nurse. Well, schools need nurses, corporations need nurses, uh, the military needs nurses. Um, what about home care services? There's all kinds of places that actually need nurses. And so what you do is you begin to write down all of these different ideas about where your skills could actually be used. And these are all things that are related to certain skill sets you already have. Make sense? It does. I love how you are putting this and giving us a visual of what this looks like for, you know, put yourself in the middle and then where are areas that you can work and mm -hmm. provide yourself with additional sources of income. What's the third step then? Identifying passive income resources. Right. And this is the difference. So maybe for example, you're a nurse and you think, oh, I could get a second source of income, but and you decide to work for a senior care home service. And that gives you some more income, but it still requires you to be very active in carrying that out. What if you could actually write up a little document or a little ebook that talked about a nurse's guide to healthy living or a nurse's guide to handling an emergency, something like that, where you could then offer that for sale to people for whatever price. And each time someone purchases that, you would make some money. On our farmer example, maybe he is growing corn and soybeans and he decides that he he wants to teach people how to grow corn in their own backyard gardens. He could write an article or a little handy ebook or teach a class. And that little ebook would be a passive source of income. Whereas if he was teaching a weekend class, that would be a very active source of income. So you kind of want to look and see which ones on your list are a passive income or an active income. If you're having trouble figuring out how to, like maybe all of yours are coming up active and you're not having very many that are coming out as passive. Passive tends to be more knowledge-based, whereas active is more, it requires your physical person to be there. What source of knowledge do you have or what experience do you have that no one else does or that is not that common out there? Or maybe you consistently hear your customers talk about that. 
For example, if you are a small cafe in a small town and there's no coffee shop that serves a Starbucks type coffee shop in your town, could you add in an espresso machine to your little cafe so that instead of people driving into the city to get coffee on their way to work, they could swing by your cafe and pick up coffee. That's an easy active piece to add to your line there. Or maybe you have a production or services, like maybe you're an insurance agent and you offer an additional service to someone about looking at their coverage to say, oh, wow, you're not really covered here, or I'll come to your house and do an assessment. What is is something of value that you give someone where you could end up adding more income because of that. That's perfect. That's mm-hmm. a great way to explain that. Explain to me what would be the next step then? What should we be doing? Mm-hmm. So the fourth step is to identify the idea that has the most impact for your time. So as you look at your list, you might have 10 or 15 areas on there. Some might appeal to you more just simply because they might be fun or they might bring in more income, but which one could you do? do without changing your time a lot. And this is one of the reasons why I like things like direct sales is because they don't take that much time overall to add to your life, but they can have a pretty good return on the dollar for you, especially once you've gotten them launched. Look for something, say you know that you could write a little helpful ebook or a handy tip sheet for someone. You could do that in an evening and a weekend, and then people can buy it over and over again. You often see this today with many entrepreneurs who work online. They have multiple courses available. Some are live. Some are ones that are recorded. You can purchase those at any time. For example, there's one I just went through with another coach where she had a pre-recorded course that you could buy for say $25. And then you work it at your own time. And well, once she wrote that one time, that was active at that time. Well, now that course is a couple years old. It's still relevant, but every time she sells it, that's a passive income. So think about those kind of things that you could also do. Those are such great tips. Now, once we figure out what's going to be the most impactful, what would we do then? Right. So the next step is now you just have to choose one. And here's the the thing is you always need to have a list of ideas going, but you want to just choose one because we know from the way that humans behave and learn new habits. If you can give all of your time and attention to doing that one new thing, you will actually produce greater results and in a shorter amount of time. And that again, it's no different whether you're trying to change your eating habits, you're building a business, whatever. Having a singular focus allows all of your brain power and energy to go into developing that. This is what super wealthy people do. They start something and they get it up and running. Then once it's up and running, they try something else. They don't try to start seven things at once. It's often why you see, uh, say, a production plant. They start out with one main item they produce, and then they begin to produce things that are in alignment with that. Or that you'll see someone, say, a farmer at the farmer's market. The vegetable growers pretty much just grow multiple types of vegetables. They'll have vegetables all across the season that's available. Same with a baker. A baker doesn't just bake white sandwich bread. She probably makes artisan rolls and maybe even pies or cakes because it all fits within those lines. And they just take the time to get really good at one thing. And then they add something else and then something else. Because again, with our human nature, we're best focused on one thing at a time. And now you've made me hungry. (laughs) I tell you what, let's go get a piece of pie after this. Okay, perfect. (laughs) 
<laughs> and a cup of coffee. I love that. Well, I, I love that, Karen, because now that I have this, I can see all of the different areas where I might be able to expand my business or my ideas. And so going through all these different pieces will really help you with that, with myself or any individual that, that's coming to you for this. And you know, the nice thing about MSIs too, is that some are seasonal and you might do them for five or six months. I have some clients when they are trying to pay off debt, they might calculate that if they deliver pizzas for five straight months, they'll be able to pay off a student loan or a car loan. And so once that debt is paid off, if that's the end, then they're done with that particular source of income. Whereas most people really would like to build a second long-term sustainable piece of income. And as you grow with different MSIs, like I have four or five different MSIs, you begin to diversify those. So you might have some property, maybe you own your own home and then you decide maybe you want a second home. And again, these are all budget dependent on where you're at financially. Some MSIs require an investment and some don't. This is why I like MSIs, particularly when you start something like a delivering pizzas or stocking grocery shelves or working at the coffee shop or particularly direct sales, because there's usually a very low cost to entry or no cost, and you can start earning real dollars right away. Whereas if you're going to enter like real estate markets, you have to have some capital and that can be prohibitive to certain people at certain stages. You will often see somebody start out with say a rental property for like Airbnb. And then eventually they'll end up owning like a commercial building or a strip mall or things like that. Again, it's just diversifying where things are. And again, the whole point of an MSI is to be able to ride the tides of change. So if the economy is good or if it's bad, and the economy actually runs differently for different industries, just like the farm economy often runs on an opposite cycle of the regular U.S. economy. Or sometimes when there's pandemics happening, different things are going to be in more demand or vice versa. With having multiple sources of income, you can have income flowing in and you really begin to look at the world economy or things happening and you're not as affected by them because there's always something coming in. Also for people who are trying to pay off debt or simply grow their wealth or retire early, it just gives you an outlet for something. It can also be a really creative way to build some things or if maybe you are working in corporate and you've always wanted to be an entrepreneur but you don't quite know how to take that leap or you can't yet financially, building a side business that becomes your main business is a beautiful thing to be able to do. So this is a great way to start something for yourself. I was just talking to a client yesterday who was talking about his main source of income, but then doing something, taking time off of that to do something that he really loves mm -hmm. and what a cost that took on his main source of income to take a year off and go do what you love, but then come back, what kind of an impact that has on him. And so if you don't have these multiple sources of income and keeping your name out there and keeping yourself relevant. Yes, you've just provided your soul with some nurturing by doing what you love. But then when you come back to your business, you find out you're basically starting over again. And it's a great point. Or I see this a lot with clients who have a passion for something that they think they want to do after retirement. And yet this is a good way for them to start exploring if this is actually what they want to do. I had a client that 
thought he really wanted to start a certain type of food service restaurant when he retired and he was pretty excited about it. And so I was like, well, why don't you go ahead and get, and he didn't necessarily need the money to pay bills, but it was a really good way to go and work in that industry and see what it was actually like. And is that what he actually wanted to spend his retirement with? And through that experience, he was able to say, okay, I don't want to do this piece, but I do want to do this piece. And he was able to come up with a better solution and have some of that learning while his other main source of income from his job provided that. And whether you work in like a corporate office or you're working at say a frontline fast food office, or you're not really sure, you can start somewhere. Even if you're making minimum wage or you're clearing a million dollars a year. There are opportunities for you to grow in income and would definitely encourage you to, to look at that. I've got a great direct sales business that if you guys want more information, you can reach out. Don't be afraid to, to ask us each about our own, own options there too. Well, let's just recap. What are the five steps to create MSIs? Number one, create a mind map. Number two, let imagination run free. Number three, identify passive income resources. Number four, identify the idea that has the most impact for your time. And number five, choose one to start with. Mm -hmm. Great. Thank you for summarizing that. I'm sure there's some people who are driving as they're listening, or if you're a note taker like you and I are, it's just nice to make sure you got all the points. Absolutely. Once you've gone through these five steps, then some final thoughts to keep in mind as you're doing this is remember launching is the hardest part. If you are going to go and say, deliver pizzas, you're going to have to put the effort into that. Or the same thing of, if you're building a direct sales, you are going to have to put some actual work and effort into getting it launched. It shouldn't be something that takes you five years to launch, but it is probably going to take a couple of months or you don't want to be looking for what I call get rich quick schemes. Look for something that is sustainable that you can get up and running and then also give yourself a realistic time to do this in. So many times in our microwave society, we think things should be done instantly or the television always highlights someone who developed a 299 app and sold a billion of them and became an overnight billionaire. Well, that's not real life for most people. And remember that things do take time. That's the natural law of money with the law of gestation is there's a time for everything to come to fruition, just like planting seeds in the ground. The plant does not grow up overnight and give you a harvest. It still has to have time to grow and to develop that. So it's the same with your MSI. And really be focused on looking for passive sources versus active. I personally have kind of a combination just because sometimes I want to learn a new skill or I want to spend my time on something, but really for yourself, look for passive sources. And then here's a key piece. If it is not working for you, just do something else. So maybe you tried a particular direct sales company in the past and it just wasn't the right fit for you. Cut your losses, go try something else. The same thing of if you realize that you actually really have enjoyed delivering pizzas and talking to different people and yet switching into being, say, something like an Uber or Lyft driver is going to work better better for you, then do that. It's okay to try something else. And then lastly, once one is launched and running successfully, 
you can go ahead and then start another one on your list, but just do one at a time. It's okay. They'll come faster. It also doesn't mean that the ones you've launched don't need some attention. So don't start them and then neglect them. Just make sure that you keep up on checking to make sure that they're working well and that you're just like somebody who grows a garden. They don't stop watering the plants once, once they're up, they water them all summer until they bring about a harvest. You might not have to water as much as at the beginning, but you do still have to have some maintenance. So once you got one up and running successfully, then go ahead and start another one. You'll begin to realize how many sources of income are out there for you. And it's very empowering to know that you have this. And again, like we've talked before on previous episodes, make sure you know where the money from the MSI is going. If it's going specifically to pay off debt or to build wealth. And the same thing when you say build wealth, does that mean like to buy a home or to buy your favorite car or motorcycle? Just know where that money's going. So it has a place to, to put its energy. Such great tips, Karen. I love it. Well, thank you for always being you and offering such great information for our listeners. Um, again, if, if you are needing a financial coach, please contact Karen. She will get you off to a roaring start. And I can't wait to hear all about the people that you're working with. I can't wait to hear what our listeners are now coming up with as sources of income. Now, you don't have to share what you're going to be doing with us, but definitely let us know, did this open any new avenues for you? I know 100% it did. It opened up new areas for you to expand on in how you have multiple sources of income that you can now add into your one source of income. Absolutely. And if this is your first time hearing about this, be thankful that you had an awareness today about that there's options for you. It should give you some hope. Don't let it stress you out. Just let it become something that you think about or you begin to notice. If today you're an entrepreneur listening and you've been kind of mulling over that new idea, Go for it, launch it, do it. Because remember, if you had the idea, somebody on the other side has already been asking for what you're going to bring. So have confidence, go out there and offer it. The world needs what you guys have for gifts and services. And don't be afraid to bring those to fruition. They are your brilliant horizon. So good, Karen. I love it. (laughs) Please let us know how many new sources of income did you find? We want to hear what did you take action on today? that is going to move you forward with multiple sources of income tomorrow. Have a great week, everybody. Can't wait to have you join us on our next Brilliant Horizon. Thank you for joining us for today's episode. We hope you found value in what you heard today. Drop us a note to let us know your favorite takeaway or application from today's episode. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss any episodes. While you're there, be sure to leave us a review. And as always, if you're ready to grow and advance your own God-given callings, contact Jennifer or Karen for personalized coaching. Don't let your dream go one more day without living it out.